0: Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today, the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Switch Leader Podcast. I am super excited to get to be here again, filling in for the one and only Josh Baldwin. I promise you, he will be back soon. <laughs> but for now, you're stuck with me. My name is Caitlin Caffrey, and I am super excited to talk to you guys today. Um, here's what we're going to talk about. We are in this series called What Difference Do I Make? And what we are trying to do is help our students see that it's not just the huge things like switch fights human trafficking that make a difference. It's also the seemingly small things, like picking up the trash and not joining in when everyone else around them is complaining. Um, And I wanna contextualize this whole, what difference do I make thing to our actual Switch experience today and ask the question, what difference can our students make at an actual Switch experience? Like what if making a difference doesn't start when Switch is over? (laughs) It actually is an opportunity to make a difference when we show up on a Wednesday night. Um, So to help me talk through this idea of what it looks like for students to take ownership at Switch, I have my very good friend, Kathy Davis with me. And Kathy and her husband, Robert, were camp directors for over 20 years for students ages seven all the way through 16. And so she has loads of experience with the full age range of the students that we get to minister to at Switch. And uh, I'm just really excited to learn from Kathy about some of the ways that they helped their students learn how to lead and take ownership uh, at camp. So Kathy, thank you so much for being with us today all right thanks for having me yeah so what is it give us a little more context about what it was that you did as a camp director and uh what that opportunity space was for some of the older students in your camp to turn around and start leading some of the younger students and making a difference there
1: okay um so i was girls camp director And my husband, Mm -hmm. Robert, was boys camp director. And we actually came across a problem and we wanted to solve it. So I think that's a little bit what you're looking at right now is like, Mm. how could we do better at something? And that's, you know, making kids take ownership or hoping they'll take ownership. So the problem for us was that we were losing our older campers as soon as they... Got close to driving age, the car was much more attractive than, you know, a a stenic camp. So yeah. we realized if we wanted to have true leadership in our campers, we were going to have to do something to get them to want to stay. And um, I told you earlier, our camp was not considered a Christian camp. So even right. though Robert and I were Christians and most of the staff was, we were definitely not being able to talk to them in a spiritual language (laughs) about their responsibility. So um, we just realized that we were going to have to call them into something they saw as bigger than themselves so that it was exciting to come back and be a part. We weren't trying to create an elite program. We were trying to create an extraordinary program. Mm-hmm. Something they couldn't find somewhere else. And mm-hmm. so to do that, we realized that our older campers needed something that was, that belonged to them so yeah. they could see themselves as the leaders. Because, you know, if a seven-year-old gets to do everything you get to do, then right. you don't feel, you don't feel very special as, you know, a sure. 15 or 16-year-old. And so... um, When we started brainstorming, we just went off the chart with it and we created a program called Camp Leadership. And we, uh, the big deal was that they were going to go to Colorado and they were going to climb the Grizz, which is a 13,000-foot mountain. And it was super hard. And then there were other aspects where we just bonded them together through hard work. And different kinds of training, and it's it's interesting how kids will really respond to hard work whenever it's for mm. a greater good, or they see that mm. it that there are people doing it that they want to be like. Right. Um, so that's helpful. Yeah. I I know when we when our kids got back, we had had one of them that had just gone to Africa on safari. And when he stepped off the bus, I said, "How was it?" And he said, "It was by far the best thing I've ever done in my life." So Whoa. getting that, getting that kind of, um, getting that kind of idea behind it—like it—it doesn't have to be a trip to Colorado, but it has right. to be something that challenges them outside their norm. Um, That's so, so good. In a Christian, in a Christian light, what I would say to the older kids um yeah. especially the older christian kids is he must increase and i must decrease right and if i want to be first i need to be last and right. whoever the le- whoever i consider in this program the least of these i need to go be with them and very often in a in an age program that's the younger kids so those right you know, younger kids that we find annoying that is right. that is how you help them understand. If you consider them least, then go be with them because that's who needs you to be with them. That's so good. You know, go, go invest in them because someday they're going to stand where you are and what you've done is going to be reflected in who they are when
0: they get to your age. That's awesome. Yeah, we say that switch is... The student ministry of Life Church, and mm-hmm. that's because we want it to actually be the student ministry—a ministry that is led by students and is for our students. Um, it goes beyond th- them making a difference; goes beyond serving on the weekend or getting to do stage time. I think that there's a way to actually tap into the existing social dynamics that exist at all of our Switch experiences, which is what you're heading on. I think Mm -hmm. high schoolers um, tend to see middle schoolers as those annoying little kids that we have to deal with running through the lobby, screaming uncontrollably during Switch experience. But middle schoolers, I think tend to see high schoolers as just endlessly cool. Even if the mm-hmm. middle schoolers won't admit that they think that, I think that right. it's true. So right. what would you say it looks like to for a small group leader to help drive a shift in perspective for high schoolers when it comes to how they see the middle schoolers at our Switch experience?
1: Well, I think first of all, um, you just need to rely on the word you know, because that mm. is what you're trying to bring them. People say sometimes that truth and love are opposite sides of the same coin. And I don't mm. actually believe that. I believe uh, truth and love is sort of like a Cadbury egg, you know, it's okay. one thing and then you bite into it and it's another. And, Ooh, <laughs> and that they sort kind. of, go, they go together and they, they make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside if you like Cadbury <laughs> eggs. But I think <laughs> truth and love can be that way. And so, you know, as a switch leader of high school kids, you really have yep. to ask yourself, do I really care about these kids because yep. people don't know, don't care what you know until they know you care. And that's super right. true. Uh, right. But also, are are you able, are you able to give this because you're caring for yourself? I would say that mm. first. You know, you can't give what you don't have. So do you understand God's great love for you and are you living in that? Because if you okay. are, then then it will come through you because the Holy Spirit wants to love those kids through you. So right. I'm not saying anyone isn't. I'm just saying that's sort of a check for you as right. a leader. And then in approaching those kids, maybe they're not all Christians, maybe They are, but you can speak truth to them about uh, what God wants in their lives. And I always say, I know the Kazone experience is super, it's a super experience. And I don't know who all gets to do that at the youth level, but Mm. uh, I would say at the high school level, it definitely should be an experience for them because Mm. uh, they need to see That consistency of how God has worked in their lives so that they can see that even in the times they weren't recognizing him, that he was there. And then I think one of the stories that I would use with the high schoolers um, from scripture is when Peter had really just not done what he was supposed to do and was out feeling sorry for himself and regretting. And Jesus Mm came to him and he asked the question. Peter, do you love me? And, um, you know, Peter, that hurt Peter's heart because he realized he hadn't loved him in in his denial. But Jesus goes ahead and asks him. But what I find interesting about that is he didn't say, then go love other people. He said, go feed my sheep. Because what he was Mm -hmm. saying to Peter was, Peter, I've invested in you. I've given you what you need. Now go use it for other people. And that's really the question to high schoolers. Like, that's what good. has God given you? And how can you use that for the people in this room right now? Like, where's your that's spot? Because so not everybody's going to be willing to just walk up to kids and start talking. They're not comfortable with that. And they would feel a little awkward. Although right. there are others that can bridge that for them. But, right. you know, some people have other places like— Maybe they need to run a game because that can create some communication right. for them with other kids. And maybe their only job is to tell kids how great they are, like, wow, that was an awesome shot. Or, <laughs> you right. know, like just saying things that encourage and then learning names. Because if you can create a language in your in the culture where people's names are known, you will be amazed yeah. at how younger kids will respond to the fact that older kids know their names. That's for so good reason, Kathy.
0: Yeah, I I love what you said about you know, as switch leaders, we can't give something that we don't have, and so you the the challenge is: Have I embraced the love of God for myself? Have I seen how He has invested? in my life and in my story and that's actually what allows me to sit in the seat that i am in as a switch leader right now is because god has given me everything that i need to pour into these kids um Mm -hmm. so i love that challenge and i also love the fact that we get to be on this journey together (laughs) we don't have to have everything figured out to be a switch leader We are learning every day what it looks like to press into and fully embrace the love of God and find all the spaces and places in our own hearts where we maybe have rejected that in the past and allow God to do that work in us. And I think the beautiful thing is, is that for me, like I have a group of high schoolers and the most fruitful small group times we've ever had, Kathy, are the ones where I'm really transparent about what God mm-hmm. is doing in my heart, ways that I've seen Him work in my life. And I share mm-hmm. stories about what it has looked like for me to figure out how to walk with Jesus more intimately. And right. so my encouragement uh to our high school small group leaders and to our middle school school small group leaders is like continue to be transparent with the journey that God is taking you on um because it is really in that space where th- where they get to see that oh we're in this together <laughs> we're we're all figuring this thing out um that's where the like flip of the switch almost happens um right. at least that's what has been my experience so flipping the script what would you say it looks like for a small group leader of middle schoolers to help their students, their middle schoolers, um, let's see, to put this delicately, not be so annoying?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, do you have a magic wand? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, You know, I think the thing is, is that one, when you say flip the script, you really have to flip your idea. You know like Ooh, okay. leaders have to flip their idea about annoying because mm-hmm. we know most of the annoyance is just a maturation and uh sure. there's a difference. So so something we can learn from them is mm-hmm. there's a difference between childishness which mm-hmm. is like foolishness like we need to right. grow out of that and childlikeness right. which is okay. how we need to become if we want to be children of God,
0: That's so we good. never
1: want to lose that part of your program where the kids are just funny and fun, and they say things that then later y- you're like, "Oh gosh, they should have never <laughs> said that, but <laughs> there's a there's a little bit of child likeness in that in that they don't come pretentiously, you know like. Mm. They just may not know better, but <laughs> but right. they don't come pretentiously about it. Um, I'm not saying that's true for all of them because I think that pretension starts at a very young age. Um, mm. But just remember that they're valuable to your program because you can watch them for what does childlikeness look like. That's good. But yeah. you can also watch them for what does foolishness look like. You know, like. yeah. But that's just really a self-awareness. So getting as a leader, um, learning to love the age, like learning to love that age and to see it for Mm. something that is valuable, not just to you, but to the whole program. That's a big deal. The other thing I would say about that is um, the more those kids belong, the more they feel like they belong the more yep. they will step into the extraordinariness of being a Christian. Mm. Mm. Um, so, you know, they're, they're a prime example of you don't have to be- behave to belong. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> so it's a good yeah. place to practice that actual gospel truth. You don't have to behave to belong. God loves you from from the moment he creates you. So it's, it's yep. not based on your behavior, whether or not he loves you. I used to tell my senior mentors all the time, don't care more when they're doing the right thing and don't care less when they're doing the wrong thing. Because wow. you're, you're there to care either way. So, wow. so just be there to care for them.
0: Okay. So you said something that really stuck out to me. Um, we say, we say in switch all the time that you can belong before you believe and Mm -hmm. even before you behave. Um, and you Mm -hmm. talked about that. And then you said not caring about them more when they are behaving well and not caring about them less when they're being crazy and annoying. And I think that that's huge. Um, a, for our leaders, just like consistently care about them no matter how they're behaving. But the question that was raised in my mind is something else that we say is what gets celebrated gets repeated. So how do we kind of walk that line of not making our care for them behavior-based, but still like teaching them through what we celebrate? Does that make sense? Sure,
1: because, um, so, I am a person who has learned that conflict is not a bad thing, that it Mm. actually can be used to catapult you forward. Come on. So, when I say, when I tell my senior mentors not to care less when they're doing poorly, you know, when the kids are misbehaving, um, what I really mean is sometimes that care can look like um a type of confrontation that is loving but is guiding. So yep. you know sometimes you as a leader you may actually have to talk with a kid about I always say start with questions like what's going on. Yep. So it's a yeah. fine line to walk because you never want to um offend a child. Or make them feel less than because of their behavior. But you do have to use that truth and love and make sure the love is the is the surrounding part of what's yep. going on. So that's great. you know, I think that's
0: part of it. Yeah. Um I I really love that and I I like the The shift in perspective in the reframe because i know you know from personal experience and also from having conversations with other switch leaders that it can feel like a loss when you have to have a confrontation with a kid it can feel like Mm -hmm. a loss when you have to bring your coach into a conversation or your youth pastor into a conversation it's like oh man this feels like such a loss. Like I should be a better switch leader than this. And then this kid wouldn't be having this behavioral problem. But what you're saying is that a willingness to have some of those hard conversations and conversations where I bring other people in, because the more people they are known by, even through the crappy stuff, the, Mm -hmm. the, the, the more sense of belonging they will feel. So I love the reframe and the shift in perspective of like, hey, maybe that even those confrontational conversations, those hard conversations um, are a space in which you are caring for your student Mm
1: -hmm. and they
0: aren't actually a loss as far as your leadership.
1: Is that what you're saying? Yes. And, you know, I used to have my senior mentors, I would say to them, When I first had them into training, like they're walking through the door and they'd all sit down and I'd say, I'd like for you to tell me what you think of the freshmen. And they didn't, there would never be a positive word said, you know, like they're immature. And then I would say, now that you've said it, I don't ever want you to say it again because Mm. we have to see them the way we want them to be, not the way they are.
0: And that's, that's not good. because
1: that's not because we don't think they're good enough where they are. It's just that sure. it's that hope in us for the greatness God put in them. You know, like we right. want to hope that for them. And kids pick right. up on that. When you hope that greatness right. for them, even when they're not behaving that way, you still have that same hope for greatness because the in our I care statement for our senior mentors, the E stands for encouraging others on to greatness. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, I think that is where we're headed. You know, when we get to see Jesus face to face, there's going to be greatness there, not because we are, but because he is. And that's exciting to think that's where we're encouraging people onto is that relationship with Jesus Christ that is everything.
0: Yeah, that's good in this series. What difference do I make? The spiritual discipline that we are focusing on is prayer. And I think one of the uh, best things that we can do as leaders and model for our students is is pray for them. And in praying for someone, which Jesus is just brilliant, but in praying for someone, it softens my heart towards them. (laughs) And so... As I pray for my students, I am more inclined to love and care for my students. And as our high schoolers and our higher capacity leaders are praying for our middle schoolers or the ones who are maybe a little less mature, it Mm -hmm. softens our hearts towards them and helps us care about them a little bit more. Um, So that would be... Probably our final piece of encouragement for this episode is, hey, continue to model what it looks like to allow God to work in and soften your heart as you spend time praying for your students and pray together as a group. Model what that looks like. And even if you don't get all the words right, that is okay. It is, it is in the process that the Holy Spirit forms us. And so, um, what I will, what I will end with is the thing that Kathy said that literally just blew my mind, and that is the more people that our students are known by, the more belonging, the more that sense of belonging they will feel. And uh, Kathy, do you have any final encouragement for our Switch leaders today? Uh, I actually do. Just have this one thing, and
1: it's sort of been the the theme of my life and it is in the first trail of the curriculum that we're writing and um it it's about perspective and there's scripture Mm -hmm. that says for momentary light affliction is storing up for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison and i laugh when i say that because i think sometimes you feel like as a switch leader there are these momentary afflictions (laughs) That you're having to Mm. undergo, you know, like, how do I handle this? These kids are not behaving. This doesn't seem very spiritual, things like that. Um, So those momentary afflictions, you know, they're recognized, even though they may be very minor, really. But then that scripture goes on to say, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal. And the things which are not seen are eternal and every child that walks in there has unseen potential for the Mm. kingdom of god so come on asking god to help you see the unseen in that child
0: come on is very important Come on, Kathy Davis, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Thank you, Kathy, so much for being with us on this episode of Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today, the leader we will be tomorrow.